October was a jam-packed month. Just when we thought the walking was over, this past Saturday, Deanna, Bianca, family, and friends attended the Susan G. Coleman 5K race for the cure. It was a beautiful Saturday to support this cause. The race was held at Soldier Field in Chicago, and there were many supporters. To find out more about this organization, visit Coleman.org. Thank you for joining us for part two of Beauty Is Me. The butterflies are back for more. We would like to thank Tasha, Shanette, Adrian, Alicia, and Deanna for sharing their stories. We would also like to thank Yolanda Ross for her work on and off screen. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, and also share. Catch us in the live chat and enjoy the show. to pose to Yolanda, Bianca, and Shelly as being women who support women who have this diagnosis and going through this journey. What advice would you give uh, to someone on how to best support a loved one going through this cancer journey or specifically Yolanda for artists who have the opportunity to emulate the lives of someone going through something? How would you, uh, what advice would you give someone to, you know, use their platform and support uh, any type of, you know, cancer diagnosis or critical illness? I mean, I'll just say like, um, for me, listening to people, listening is super important because I feel for friends, family members, if you're there for them, that's the biggest thing, just being there, mm -hmm. you know? Um, because sometimes nobody knows what to say, but just being there, I think, is huge. Um, as far as an artist, you know, it's, 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 it's being around people. It's, it's being around, it's asking questions, questions that, you know, maybe we don't even want to ask, mm -hmm. but it's, all those little things that make a difference because we might not be saying something, but for you know a cancer survivor to see it and recognize it, it is a very real thing, you know. I think for me, um, <laughs> this you know, cry at home, cry in the car and then show up for your friend like and treat them normal yeah um i think for me you know i had lost my husband maybe the year before you were diagnosed mm -hmm. so i had you know people who would just avoid me altogether because they don't know what to say or they'll want to sit in your face and like cry or be sad and it's like i don't need that either 
So I think when Deanna, when you were diagnosed, it was more like, girl, you want to go to TJ Maxx? Like, I'm going to treat you regular, but I'm going to be here for whatever you want to talk about, but I'm not going to keep bringing cancer to your door. Like, so, you know, mm-hmm. how about cancer today? You know, how, how's, you know, I'm definitely going to ask you how you're feeling and, you know, be there for whatever you want to talk about, but I'm not going to come sit in your face and be all solemn and whatever. If you're on high spirits today, girl, we ain't high spirits. Let's go to lunch. If you're not feeling good, what you need me to get? You want me to bring you some food? You know, whatever. You know, just be there and leave your feelings in the car Yeah. before you come in. Yeah. Um, same for me. Like, when I got, when I was told the news, my frustration was to throw a stock and I'm so upset. Um, but Deanna, one thing that you kept telling us was don't treat me like I have cancer. Like treat me normal, treat me regular. And that's all she had to say. <laughs> so, um, you know, whether it be starting this podcast, planning a trip, uh, starting our own business. Uh, those are the things that we did and we didn't make it the uh, the topic of conversation all the time. It was if she wanted to talk about it, great. If not, we're rolling, you know. So yeah, yeah, that for me. And that was greatly appreciated as well because definitely I had those family members and friends who shied away from me for not wanting to say the wrong thing. I had the friend that walked through the door crying buckets because, and I'm like. What's happening here? <laughs> We're not doing that. Um, <laughs> get it together, you know. <laughs> so um, you get you get all those things, you know. Um, you get the people that come up to you and want to share stories of other people, and sometimes it takes the wrong turn. Yeah. I talked to there was a guy that came to sell me windows, right? And um, I was one with my husband. Like I don't even know why he took this appointment. We should have just waited, but he didn't know how to say no. Whatever. So the guy comes, he gives us his feel, and then I said, "Well, we can revisit this in a few months." And I kept saying that, but he kept rebutting. And at some point, my husband said, well, my wife is actively in cancer treatment for breast cancer, so I think that's why she doesn't want to make a large purchase right now. And the guy was like, felt like he was probably hit with radiation. He didn't know what to say. So he starts telling me about his grandmother and how she had breast cancer, and then she had all these other cancers after that, including it spread to her eye, she lost the eyeball. And I'm like, sir, this is definitely not helping me. And I'm definitely not buying these windows. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I think he just didn't know what to say. So he just like threw up on me about his grandmother. So it was like I, I, a good thing, too, is I, you know, I, I laugh at things that are inappropriate stuff. I, um, I, you know, have a weird sense of humor. So I'm like, we. We didn't got from windows to losing eyeballs. Like, what, what's going on here? Right. You know, it so, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get it. You know, people don't necessarily know what to do or what to say, but it was, it was uh, important and you know much appreciated to have two anchors that were like able to just be normal. And then I think things you know, know how to be normal. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so before we let you go, Yolanda, can you tell us what your funniest talent is? My funniest? Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. 
don't know. <laughs> funny. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't even. I don't know. You know, it's like I. One thing I know I can do is I can make trumpet sounds with my mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, can we get a trumpet solo? No. the trumpet. go Yolanda we love you so much love y'all too man this was beautiful like it's so great to see y'all's faces I wish we could be a person I would be there if I wasn't working so I'm happy to be working yeah Yeah. we appreciate your work I'm like I learned so much about you when I was getting the information together for the show so I'm like now I gotta go back and watch all these movies And I like to say one more thing before Yolanda goes. Um, she has graciously, as of now, um, committed to be our host or our guest speaker for our gala next year. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. So maybe I'll have some more talents by then. Your talents are far and wide, much more than people know. Like she was doing the sets for the photo shoot, she was taking pictures, she was uh, telling the makeup artist what to do. I'm like, everyone. (laughs) It was good though. It was. I was just trying to get y'all where you needed to go on time. Didn't want to take up everybody's time, but I was so thankful that y'all just shared yourselves with me, and you know, in. And I know it's like a vulnerable time for everybody. So I really appreciate that. And y'all are just beautiful, just beautiful, period. Thank you, Noah. Thank you so much for your time. We definitely appreciate you. And we'll let you go. All right, y'all have a good one. Enjoy your weekend. All right, you too. Bye. Uh, only. Uh, what is your biggest self-discovery or revelation after your cancer journey? I'll go first while you guys think about that. Um, I would say my biggest self-discovery or revelation was to just be present in the moment, like to not be so um so mindful of things that you have to do like in the future or you know trying to plan everything because i was definitely you know like i kept saying this is a major interruption to my regular scheduled program i don't have time for this you know i got work i got kids i got family but i'm like for one the pandemic should have taught us that and yeah. <laughs> then in the midst of the pandemic to get hit with a cancer diagnosis it's like okay well i guess I just don't have control of what's going to happen, but I can control the controllables. I can control what I can control. I can choose to be present in this moment, in this space, in this time, and not put so much thought into everything that's going to happen because 
um, you know, God can just uproot my plans at any time. And I'm okay with that because I know his plans towards me are of good and not evil. So yeah. um, not to say not to plan, but be okay with being mm -hmm. interrupted. Uh, what about you, Adrian? What was your biggest self-discovery? Um, in thinking about that, for I think for me, one of my um, lifelong dreams was to um, in a novel. I enjoy, I enjoy reading a lot um, and writing as well. And I think my discovery about my perseverance came to the forefront. I was able to join in on a project um, publish a book in the middle of chemo. So there would be sometimes we were on Zoom writing sessions. All I could do was play jazz for the ladies. I couldn't sit up. I couldn't stay awake. Um, and then when I had a, a bout of energy or a little spurt of energy, it may have been 3 a.m., I was able to kind of write, you know, towards my chapters. And I think for me, it took my mind not completely off what my body was going through, but it made me so much more grateful that I could do more than just cancer, if that makes sense. And so mm -hmm. um, I just stayed definitely in a, in a humble space, pouring out and sharing. A lot of times I had visitors through the screen door, because again, COVID, but um, I wanna say probably just being able to persevere and recognizing your own inner strength. You know, I just have to give God all the glory for that because it, there were just things um, as Tasha mentioned, your body experiences, and it can change from day to day. It can change from day to day. And, and you just don't want to stay in that pool of, oh, what was me? You just got to have something else to focus on and to, to go through. So um, I would have to say perseverance is, is probably one of the most important things that I learned about my own, uh, my own strength during that journey. Great. So before um, Shanette and Tasha answer, Alicia is back. Another butterfly. Alicia Miller is a wife, mother, grandmother, and resident of Chicago. Her family means the world to her, and she did not let the trials of breast cancer stop her from being the matriarch and nurturer that her family depends on. She is a firm believer in keeping a positive mind no matter what your body may have to experience. She is a survivor, warrior, and thriver. Alicia Miller. Uh, Hello. Hi, Alicia. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being here. Um, Alicia was also Thank part you. of the project. Um, she got to do the photo shoot on the daily event. She wasn't feeling so well, so she wasn't able to attend the uh, the gala. But her photo was there, um, and we were definitely all keeping her in our prayers and in our spirit throughout the whole project. And uh, eventually, we we all met up with Yolanda back at her house and delivered her photo to her. So, oh, wonderful! Uh, How did you feel getting your photo presented to you by all the Fellow butterflies. I was excited. I love it. Look, it's <laughs> on the wall now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is gorgeous. Yes. So, how have you been feeling, Alicia? How you been doing? I'm okay. Taking it easy. Yeah. Walking by that picture every day, you know, you gotta feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So the question we were asking was, what was the biggest uh, revelation or self-discovery you learned about yourself uh, after or during your cancer journey? That I was stronger than I thought I was. Yeah. Able to get through the toughest of times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And I know you have a large family. You got kids and grandkids and your husband and everybody. Uh, that supportive village is always helpful. And I know the little yeah. kids you know, keep you going, keep you happy, keep you smiling. <laughs> Probably keep you every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day. <laughs> Sinat, what was your biggest self-discovery or revelation that you learned about yourself? It was discovering who Shanet is. Yeah. Um, realizing the possibilities, you know, I was able to to create through my uncertainty of going through cancer. Just kind of figuring myself out as a whole, you know, um, allowing myself to challenge myself more. Um I stopped holding back on things that I was afraid of doing. So it kind of let me release a lot of fears that I had. And it just taught me who I was and who I could be and about any possibilities, anything that's possible now going forward and how to just release the fears and just fly and see what happens. Yes, definitely. What part of Africa did you go to? Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. And yeah. then, uh, Tasha, what about your um, self-discovery self or revelation you learned about yourself? Well, evident of that topless picture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that um, I discovered my bravery. Yes. I discovered my courage. I discovered that my breasts do not define who I am. Right. Mm -hmm. I discovered the love that I have to give and the love I'm open to receive. Being an only child kind of forced me to do everything by myself growing up. And I discovered that I'm not alone. Yeah. I, I persevered, I pushed through and unlike Diana, the same but different I look forward to things. So I have my calendar and my calendar is always filled so that when I turn over my calendar, oh, that's happening. I look forward to that. So if I'm not feeling well, I'm going to press my way and I'm going to push because that's something I'm looking forward to. And yeah. I just want to say this and ending my, my conversation. There was someone that I met probably about 10 years ago. She kept saying, I want to see my granddaughter graduate from high school. I want to see my granddaughter graduate from high school. And she was very ill. And in her mind, she said, I'm going to make it to that day. Mm -hmm. Saw her, her granddaughter graduate from high school. A week later, she passed away. Mm -hmm. So looking forward to something kind of gives you that umph. Yeah. It gives you that umph. It, put, it puts more energy and, and more survival mode in your umph. So that's what I learned, how to just persevere, as Butterfly Adrian said, persevere, as Butterfly Shanette says, push through and do it. As Butterfly Deanna says, make it happen. And Alicia is living day by day, every day celebrating life. So I love my lady so much and just keep pushing and celebrating and inspiring others because your story 
means something and your story is a testimony. All right, uh, Tasha, I know you're uh, gonna head out soon, you, uh, Shanette and Adrian. Um, what's next for the Butterfly Foundation? Or the Tasha C. Joyner Foundation? Mm -hmm. I was like, I just keep calling it the Butterfly. That's okay, because the Tasha C. Joyner Foundation only bears my name, but it belongs to the Butterflies. This is their foundation. They are ambassadors. They're the ones that's coming in, crossing the threshold of the butterfly garden, getting what they need so that they can go out and spread the word and help someone else. So what's next for us? We have a new chapter. We are publishing a book in 2023. We are having a new location. We're finally getting our gala. As I mentioned at our pillow talk last Thursday, for those who weren't there, we have 400 people on a wait list waiting for the gala because the last gala was in 2019. So everyone is texting us, emailing us. Are you doing a gala for 2023? Are you doing a gala? Are you doing the stroll? Yes, we are. So we are doing big things. Um, and it's all about um, saving lives. It's about celebrating life after cancer. And Deanna and, and Adrian and Shanette and Alicia, we are celebrating our life after cancer. And we don't look like what we've been through. And when someone sees us, yes, this is our new normal. But guess what? We're pushing through and we are celebrating every single day. Every day. How, can someone, how someone, can someone get connected with the foundation? Whether newly diagnosed, whether they want to make a donation, can you give the website and, and how they can reach out? Absolutely. Um, www.tasha c joiner foundation and that's spelled t-a-t-i-s-a c joiner j-o-i-n-e-r foundation.org you can reach out to us there um, email us there we have ambassadors who are checking our website daily and um, our phone number is public 312-856-2740 you can text us there as well and we will reach out do an intake and pair you with someone who is going through what you're going through at that moment or who has already gone through what you've gone through. And we want to make sure that you are going to get through this in flying colors and flutter and spread your wings. Yes. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, for the month of October, proceeds from Cafe Coco Latte will be donated to the foundation. So you can get some great coffee and support a worthy cause, or you can simply go to the website and make a direct donation to the foundation. Um, all donations, of course, are welcome. Absolutely. So thank you so much. Uh, I know a few of you ladies have to go. We really appreciate your time. It was, uh, your stories are just, you know, <laughs> I have no words. Your stories are just... <laughs> Very moving. Yes. Yes. Sure. Very moving. And I think um, it kind of brings in a sisterhood that everybody should feel like they would want to reach out to an organization like yourself and also get involved too. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah we're all members of a club that nobody would actively join. Yeah. But it's like, since cancer was brought to our doorstep, we might as well, you know, support each other embrace each other have fun we have a lot of fun too we do have a lot of fun <laughs> i want to recognize butterfly chanette when i first met this powerhouse woman right. i mean her body is amazing i don't know why she's not modeling on the cover of vogue and everything 
when she showed up at our gallery with that pink jumpsuit on, I was like, baby, baby. (laughs) And I also want her to share that her 10 year anniversary of being a warrior survivor, she's having an event. So Shanette, talk about your event. Yes, I'm having a slight turn up event. <laughs> so I'm gonna be. Uh, it's at the M Lounge. That's in the city. I'll get. I can send the um, information in the group. It's gonna be Saturday night. It starts at nine. So if you guys are able to come through and just enjoy the moment, it's um, it's 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 a lot because if you would have told me like ten years from today, I would be here. I would be celebrating this this milestone. Um. I'm going back and forth and I'm so overwhelmed, but it's, it's a good feeling. And I just keep thinking like, wow, this is, this is me. And I just reminisce back to the surgeries I've had and the chemo that knocked me off my feet and still raising my kids and still the radiation and just going, it's, it's been a journey. So it's, it's going to be a real lit celebration. When I saw the woman king last night, I think about our ladies. I think about what a warrior, what warriors we are. When we fight a battle, we win that battle. When we put our mind to doing something, we set our mind on that, we succeed and we do it. So warrior Jeanette, warrior Adrian, warrior Alicia, warrior Deanna, keep fighting the good fight. And keep doing what you're doing and showing people this is what survival looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Amen. And if we could just go around and let everyone say their last comment. Um, Alicia, what would you say to a woman who's newly diagnosed, or what do you want uh, other survivors to know about you know this whole experience and this journey? I would tell them to stay positive. Stay focused, believe in yourself, and never give up. Yes. Adrian? I would say um, take one day at a time, get good nutrition, good rest, keep laughter and love at the forefront of your life, and don't look at it as though it's uh, a sentence of doom it's an opportunity for you to walk in purpose. Um, and, and it's okay sometimes to just be still. That's part of healing also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, don't be hard on yourself. Realize it's okay to not be okay, but just know how to persevere, know how to move forward, move through it, and just create your narrative. Keep fighting. Yeah. And I would say... Uh, Take the time to get with a supportive network. If you're here in the Chicago area or not, you can still be a butterfly. But you know, if if not the butterflies, get your supportive network that's that's right for you, um, and just you know, push through. You're stronger than you think, and uh, you're you're resilient, whether you believe it or not. Um, And I'll let our Madam Butterfly close us out. I would say know your worth. Know who you are and whose you are. Know that you are greater 
bigger and better than cancer. That's just a word in a dictionary. You are the word. You are the truth. You are the light because God is through you and in you and around you. So know who you are and whose you are. Those are my closing words. <laughs> yeah. Thank definitely. you. Oh, one thing, Tasha, I'm sorry. You, that was your closing word. But can you also explain why you call us butterflies? Absolutely. I coined the ladies in the foundation, the butterflies, because of the metamorphosis. When you go into that cocoon, you start out as a caterpillar. That's your diagnosis. Now you go into that cocoon and that's where everything happens. You're making a decision to survive. You are making a decision to break out of that cocoon and be colorful and free, cancer free, like a butterfly. So that's why we are called the butterflies. Yeah. Amazing ladies. Thank you. On that note, <laughs> the butterflies have things to do. They got a flitter. They got places to go. People to see. So we appreciate your time today. Thank you. This has been so much fun and educational. Um, just love to see the sisterhood yes. of, of butterflies and how you guys just band together as a you know a group team. and i can see a reason to bring everybody back on the show we got to talk and uh tasha we're gonna need you to send some of these business meetings with us and make some people tell us yes. <laughs> and alicia for everything that we else that we need to know <laughs> thank you ladies so much thank you thank you Enjoy the rest of your day, ladies. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye. Love you all. Love you all. Well, that was amazing. It definitely was. Uh, speaking to everybody, it was a few moments there where I was just quiet and thinking to myself, like, if I were in their shoes, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it's so easy to be right. in anyone's shoes. Like life just comes at you. Mm -hmm. You don't know, you know, what's going to happen. You just deal with it or learn to live with it or fight through it or persevere through it or, you know, Whatever all the things yes. through it. Yeah. And it was just so inspiring to me to just, you know, like, live Absolutely. you know what i mean all the things that you sit and say to yourself like if i could just do this if i could just stop doing this or if i could just like why am i why why well, can't yeah. i can't yeah. you know if, if uh, you know. It's like no excuse zone. Like yeah. if Shanette can start running after getting a stage four cancer diagnosis, who yeah. am I to say I can't do it? Ten years later, right. she's having a whole situation. Before we head on out, we got one more special butterfly to uh, celebrate. 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 So let's get that going. Deanna Warlow was diagnosed with breast cancer December 2020 after getting her first routine mammogram having turned 40 a few months earlier. Unfortunately, this was not her first encounter with cancer. In 2015, she was diagnosed with thyroid cancer while pregnant with her daughter. 
The thyroid cancer was treated by surgically removing her thyroid with no chemo or radiation. Breast cancer, however, was a different experience. 20 rounds of chemo, double mastectomy, and forever change. Deanna is a wife, mother, entrepreneur, and humanitarian. She chooses to walk through life's challenges gracefully, trusting God every step of the way. She shares her story as a message of peace, love, and hope to women facing breast cancer. Yes, we have our very own butterfly, guys. Yes. So I'll I'll say a couple of things. Um, like I said earlier, when I initially got the diagnosis, I you know I didn't I didn't feel sad or feel like I was dying. I just felt like I don't have time for this. It's, yeah. it's, it, I had um, decided mm-hmm. to bring my kids out of the public school system for COVID and homeschool them. So me and my husband were like, we were in a groove of homeschooling, and I'm like. This, you know, and we were still working full time, working from home. So we were doing our, you know, nine to five and then homeschooling in the evening. And we had our little whole setup going, everything was flowing well. And then it's like, well, now I got to incorporate chemo and, and, you know, what I'm going to do with the kids. I didn't want to put them back in school. But, you know, God makes provisions for everything. My mom had recently started a daycare. So we were able to transfer them to her and just provide the curriculum. Um, it was an awesome experience for them to get to spend every day with grandma because, you know, kids love grandma. They could be with grandma every day mm-hmm. and still feel like they need more grandma time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also, my my cousin, who's also their godmother, was uh, helping my mom with the daycare. So they also got to spend time with their godmother, which my daughter started calling her her fairy godmother, but yeah. whatever. So it was like, you know, that was just provision made before I even knew that I was going to need that provision. Yeah. Um, then throughout the process of chemo and radio, I didn't have to do radiation, but chemo and surgeries and all mm-hmm. that, I did lose my hair. Um, I was unsure of how that was going to resonate with my children. Um, and my, my youngest daughter, who y'all met, Zoe, she was like, oh, when I did the buzz cut first, she said, uh, you cut your hair. I said, yeah, is it okay? Because everybody else was telling me I was still cute, but I knew Zoe was going to keep it real with me. You and were she cute. Was, she was like, don't get me wrong, you're cute, <laughs> but your haircut looked like daddy. I was like, okay. That's wasn't bad, but then when all the hair comes off, I'm like, something that um, we really don't think about or talk about much is not only do you use, lose the hair on top of your head, but you it's total body hair loss. Um, mm. There were times I really didn't want to walk past the mirror because I felt mm. born to myself. Like, who mm. is this? You know? Like, yeah. So it's not always a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was definitely um, freeing to some degree, uh, you know, to be like, well... <laughs> I don't have to worry about, you know, plucking my eyebrows or getting yeah. the little extra hairs off my face because there's no hair there. Now I'm trying to figure out how to draw in a little eyebrow. 
Um, thank God for cranial prosthetics. Come you know? on. <laughs> um, and you know, it's just a lot that we as women, you know, we we want to feel pretty, we want to look pretty, we want yeah. to, you know, um, you know, feel all the feels that we feel when we feel like we're at our best. So yeah. I also haven't been diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer. The doctors, the breast cancer community, you know, they tell you, well, you really can't say you're cancer free or accept your cancer free status um, until you hit the five year milestone. Mm -hmm. Because triple negative breast cancer has a high incident of reoccurring. So the first five years, they feel like, don't get too excited. But uh, at post chemo, I had what's called a complete response to chemo. So the chemo obliterated the tumor. There was no uh, tumor remains. But and then per post surgical, they do a test to make sure there's no residual cancer, and that also came back NED or no evidence of disease. Period. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? I don't have to wait five years, but that was something that the butterflies helped me embrace as well, because um, the day that Yolanda came for her, you know, research to get into character, um, one of the ambassadors felt like something wasn't sitting well with me, so she was like, okay, she said, uh, what's, what's going on, Deanna? Like, how are you feeling? And that day, um, mostly everybody that was in the meeting were further along in their journey. And I was like, I just don't like it here. You know, mm -hmm. I don't like being the newbie. Um, you don't like being the newbie. <laughs> no, I was like, I want to be five years out. I want to be telling people, like, you know, this isn't forever. And, you know, things are going to mm -hmm. be better. And she was like, uh, well, what does five years out look like? to you like mm -hmm. what is it what does it mean why why five years yeah um she said start writing down start journaling about you know what the five-year milestone means for you or what what you want to do when you hit the five years mm -hmm. and it is definitely something to be said about you know writing it out yeah you know, writing the vision making it plain um, and I say, be careful what you wish for, because a lot of the things that I said, well, when I hit the five years, I want to be, you know, out front, you know, I want to be able to share my story. I want to be able mm -hmm. to inspire others. That's um, <laughs> and you do it. <laughs> but I was like, well, I said, be careful with that. Cause God was like, oh, you don't have to wait five years. We're going to get this five <laughs> Maybe by the time we did the gala, I was maybe nine months in. But 
Yeah, when we did the initial photo shoot, I think I was more like six or seven months in, and I was like, what, you want me? But it has, so yeah, it's like, oh, we can accelerate the five years. So I've, I've been firmly saying I'm cancer free. I'm not waiting five years to say I'm cancer free. Like, <laughs> you know, I got, I got the complete response. I got the no evidence of disease. So I'm like, it's been sent back to the pits of hell from which it came. It's not coming oh. back. And I'm just going to go ahead and um, see myself as free. I'm yeah. not going to wait for the, the mm. five years. I had a friend ask me, what should I be saying to people if I'm speaking about you or if they ask me about you? Should I say your cancer is in remission? I said, no, sir. Don't, don't tell them it's in remission. That's like giving it permission to come back. No. You go ahead and tell them I'm cancer free. Yeah. Okay. I so, think cancer no. has left the building, turned in the key, benefited. <laughs> you have a restraining order. You can't come back. Right. You can't be yeah. within a thousand feet of me. You know? I, I, what I love about everybody that talks today, it was just like it's such a. Um, you guys stopped cancer in its track. You know what I mean? I know the famous, you know, F cancer mm-hmm. slogan, but you guys truly, you know, brought that to life where you said, no, this will not take over any plans that I have. This will not make me do anything other than think positive. And I just remember hearing your story, Deanna, and the one thing that I told you, I said, you're going to help people. Mm-hmm. And when we started this podcast, I had no idea that we would get to this point, but I remember a conversation that we had and we said something like, you know, it's eventually it would be a good show to have and talk about your journey and just the fact mm-hmm. that we are here and we're able to have all of the butterflies here, the honorary butterflies. I just thank you so much for helping so many people because you just made it that much more easier when they go to the hospital and they get their diagnosis. And if they see somebody with a similar story, they know that they can do it too. Yes. Absolutely amazing. (laughs) Inspired other people, inspired us. You know, you make it less scary just for me. Yes. Be like, okay, let me go and get this bear girl. Yeah, and she'll yeah. be like, do you want me to go with you? She was <laughs> on it. I'm like, she's not going to leave me alone until I get this mammogram. So let me get this mammogram. Yeah. And best thing that I could have ever Because crazy enough, you know, because I'm crazy, but y'all love me anyway. It is more bothersome to me when I hear someone else being diagnosed. Like, mm. I've had a couple family members and other friends that have yeah. been diagnosed since me. And it it makes me, you know, like, I would not wish this on my worst enemy. Yeah. So for anyone newly diagnosed or who's afraid to get a mammogram, the least I can do is support, encourage, educate to the best of my ability. And I'm like, I'm here for it, whatever that means. If you yeah. need me to walk you in him in hand to get a mammogram, whether if you are having a, a moment where you need somebody to, to, to just let you scream and Say what it is, even if it involves, you know, throwing a few profanities in there, judgment-free zone, get it out, you know, yeah. I haven't, having walked in those shoes, I know you go through a range of emotions, sadness, you know, frustration, whatever. So I'm like, I'm just, want, I want to get to a place where we can, you know, recognize the precursors and get more support in the Black community for Black women who are just missed in the healthcare arena and often you know pushed to the side so that we can change the narrative change the experience and support each other in love 
Definitely. We can be strong and we're pink, okay? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yes, we are strong, but we go through it too. And, and just you are amazing. So we celebrate your friends. <laughs> I celebrate you guys. I mean, they really, really, really held me down, you know. Uh, my nuclear family, like, Zoe was right there in the midst of it all. She was uh, gloving up and helping yeah. her dad, you know. I would, be, yeah, I would be remiss not to mention how supportive my husband was through the journey. Yeah. He was my caretaker and he took great care of me. And then his little helper was right there. Initially, she was just pass, passing supplies. And then um, one day he gave her a set of gloves. <laughs> And she was excited, like, oh, I'm, I'm graduating. I'm, I'm, I'm going yeah. to some, some wound care. But that first day, she was still just passing supplies. And at the end of it, she ripped her gloves off, like, I don't even know why you gave me these gloves. You didn't let me do nothing. And <laughs> it was then we looked at each other like, she really wanted to be hands-on. Yeah. So I was like, well, let her like, put the tape on the bandage or something. But my husband was um, delicate and and worked with her and he actually let her like pack wounds and unpack wounds and i was a little nervous about it but it was like you know he was he was teaching her and allowing her to be a part of the process and i think that took away you know the fear and the 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 mystery behind it so that she could understand to the best of her ability at six years old yeah. what her mom was going through yeah um my son who was seven at the time he stayed at a, a, a greater distance but he still he wasn't afraid of me they never treated me like i wasn't mom they still asked me for stuff it was yeah. like moms don't get sick days you know um, we tried to create a barrier because my, my son is like charged and he like ran up on me and jumped on me one day. And even though I hurt a little bit, I was like, you know, he was just treating me like mom, like he right. normally would. Mm -hmm. So even that was appreciated, but they cuddled with me and they, you know, still, yeah. still treated me like mom. And then these ladies came to my house every weekend prepping food and you know, and it took me out and took me to Vegas in between chemo treatments. You said you know? the same <laughs> thing. Look, look, you know, and I would be remiss to say, you know, during your um, cancer treatment, you helped a member of my family, my aunt. And the reason why I asked you to do that was because of your attitude towards it. And I know, you know, when anybody hears that word, it's like, you know, the world stops. Your breath stops. takes your breath away. Yeah. It takes your breath away. And so I wanted her to not, I wanted her to feel the same way that Deanna felt. Like yeah. I'm going to, um, so I'm so thankful that you did yes, that when yes. you were going through cancer <laughs> treatment. So that, yes, that, that became my, my new auntie, auntie Vanessa. Mm -hmm. Love you so much. But <laughs> she's hilarious anyway. But yeah, there, there were moments, you know, we all have our moments. Yeah. And someday she was like, I don't think I'm doing this no more. And yeah. I'll just let her vent that out because you need to have that. And then I talked to her again. She's like, yes, I went back to treatment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I knew you would. You know? yeah. But you get frustrated sometimes, yeah. you know. So, but yes, Auntie Vanessa, we, we uh, applaud you in pushing through, uh, kicking cancer's butt and taking names yes. and, and being you. I got to go to New Orleans with some friends and we definitely went by and she cooked for us. And, <laughs> you know, she she uh, fussed with us and laughed with us and did all the things that make her who she is. She's very special to me as well. So, 
So what would you tell a woman newly diagnosed with breast cancer? What would you... Can we take it back a step? Mm -hmm. What would you take... What would you say to a woman who is afraid to get that mammogram? Oh, yeah. Yeah, get the mammogram. Like, not knowing does not help you. Mm -hmm. uh, do yourself breast exams, but don't trust your own fingertips. Because, like, my initial tumor was pretty small, so I didn't feel it. Um, after they poked and prodded and did other stuff to it, then it was a little more pronounced. And I could feel it. So do the self-exams. I'm not saying don't do that. But also get your first mammogram. Even if you missed it at 40, go ahead and get it today. There is nothing to be afraid of. Not knowing does not help you. Mammograms save lives. Absolutely. So yeah, oh, it don't even have to be your first. It could be your third. Yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're yeah. behind, and get all your routine exams. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. get, get your teeth clean. Get yeah. your your wellness visits. Get do all the things because they're there for a reason. Yeah. Um, but all a part of self care. All a part of self care, and mm -hmm. it's like it takes the stress and the weight off your shoulders when you just. Go ahead and get it done, um, even if it comes with a diagnosis, because once you're informed, you're empowered to make the decision on how to treat whatever the illness is. Yeah, so absolutely. Please, please, please. And ask your fellow uh, women around you, you know, did you get your mammogram this year? Yeah. I was asking everybody, even doctors, because doctors spend so much time taking care of patients, they often neglect themselves, doctors, nurses, whatever. So my doctor, nurses, and all of them, I was asking them too, did you get your mammogram this year? Mm -hmm. And you'll be surprised how many of them say, oh, uh, not yet, but uh, yeah, yeah. 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 They don't, they my doctor was asking me for weight loss tips, and I'm like, look, I'm going to struggle like that. But, but it's just amazing. But true to the fact of what yeah. Sasha said, that they are human beings mm -hmm. as well as yeah. we are. And they can give you excuses. It's an excuse when a doctor tells you they've been so busy that they haven't got their own routine exam. Yeah. But they also are in their heads and do a lot of self-diagnosing. Right. Mm -hmm. Feel like they know they body you. They which which to you guys' point is the reason why they don't hold they don't hold the answer sway. Like it it's get your second opinion. Mm -hmm. Question them. Mm -hmm. Ask them why. Ask them what your options are. Yeah. You know, you can push back on, right. on the doctor. And mm -hmm. the greatest question that uh I think it was my doctor friend who told me, ask your doctor. Who would they send their loved one to? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and um, if they're open enough and honest enough, they can be you know uh, free to say this health system or this doctor is who I would want my family member to go to. Yeah. So ask. Yeah. Yeah. You're so amazing. <laughs> I try. I be, be trying. <laughs> we're gonna get so we're gonna go through the Lithuanian. We got galas next um next year. Yeah. We're always doing something, so <laughs> I'm like, I gotta get dressed. <laughs> yeah, yes. I was cowed up, like, okay, so I need an outfit for yeah. the situation. So, with that, we got a lot of coffee itself.
So visit us at CafeCocoLatte.com. Order your coffee today. The month of October, you will be going to a absolutely amazing um, foundation. That's the Tasha C. Joyner Foundation. So again, visit us at CafeCocoLatte.com, and we'll give you more information in the description as well. So read that too. And if you do not drink coffee, you can buy it for a family member. Buy for it for a friend. friend. The holidays are the holidays coming. Are coming. We got regular and decaf. So if you don't drink regular and you drink decaf, you can buy your decaf. Yeah. But a portion of the proceeds go to a great cause. Um, get in the fight. Yes. You know, get in the fight with. Because fortunately or unfortunately, we all are either directly or indirectly yes. impacted by this disease. It's growing mm-hmm. at a rapid rate in our community. Mm-hmm. And either someone we love or ourselves are going to be impacted. So we might as well uh, come together to do the work, to raise their awareness, to demand that you know our stories are heard yes. and that the proper research is done for us to help us. Yes help us so and with that being said (laughs) we definitely appreciate you guys tuning in absolutely um this has been a great talk and you know we've had great guests and this is i hope i hope this inspires someone to you know get a mammogram get a mammogram take a look at their own health uh see what they can do to help someone diagnose don't be afraid of them you know and get a part of a of an organization be a part of an organization if you're diagnosed and you just don't want to be here like diana (laughs) said she didn't want to be there or don't want to be a part of a group sometimes that that is what you need to to keep your faith up so absolutely um as we always say in parting keep keep it brewing. brewing Do it, do it.